We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The show that is taking the nation by storm. It's called Home and Home. It's a radio.com sports original. Why is it taking the world by storm? Well, here's why. Number one, it has me. And more importantly, it typically has Dave Briggs, who's got ravishing good looks. Makes me look bad, which bothers me. Number two, it's less than five minutes of commercials per hour, which is amazing. Number three, it's audio and video. And our millennials are doing a great job with the social media posts at RDC Sports, at RDC Home and home. I'm Matt Ross, Tucker NFL, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, classic journeyman. Matt Spiegel from 670 The Score in Chicago. At Matt Spiegel 670 is joining me today because Dave Briggs, my normal co-host, is on assignment. He is on assignment. Very, very serious Top secret CNN stuff, I'm sure. We're brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's the smartest way to hire. Try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. Uh, Matt, there's a couple things I want to get into with you. Look, I don't know how many times you're going to fill in. I don't know the next time Dave's out. So I got to get some shy, shy town love with you while we wait to talk to Uh, my guy, Mike Fisher, about the Dallas Cowboys. And I guess I'll start with this. You probably don't know this, Matt. Maybe we talked about this. Did you know I lived in Chicago for a year? I did not realize that. You belong to the world, Ross Tucker. Five NFL teams, Princeton, Pennsylvania. Where'd you live in Chicago? Uh, So after I retired, my wife got her MBA from Kellogg, so I lived in Evanston. Ah, there you go. It's a beautiful part of the world. Right it up was there, very, there. very cool. And mm-hmm. I did go to a couple Cubs games. Uh, I very much enjoyed them. In fact, two of my college roommates are both from Chicago. Uh, one was from Deerfield and the other one from uh, Stevenson High School. Um, and his name, he's actually on TV too, Kyle Brandt. He's on Good Morning Football. Oh, NFL of Network. course. Yeah, the yeah, Princeton he was, University he, crew there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was my roommate, and he was our running back. He was good. He was a good player, um, uh. really good player. So um, I have an affinity for Chicago, uh, but you're not from Chicago. You're actually from Central Jersey, right? Yeah, I grew up in Lawrenceville, right near Princeton. Um, what used to go to football games at Palmer Stadium. Uh, I remember when when Jason and Judd Garrett were there, uh, the brothers, not just Jason, but Judd, too. They were the stars. Um, and I used to go to Jadwin Gym to watch Princeton basketball. John Thompson III was a player there for Pete Carrill when I was there. Um, so some of my, my earliest college sports experiences were watching watching Princeton. Um, and, and yeah, man, so I, 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 God, I went to camp at Princeton University 
um, like music camp and a, a summer acting camp, tennis camp on your old campus. So I, uh, I know your old stomping grounds well, including the greatest sandwich place in America. I believe it's still in existence, Hoagie Haven up on Nassau Street. Is it still in existence? I used to go in there. Oh, yeah, that's that's oh, never going anywhere. It's the best. And the it's best. funny, even even my wife knows about the power of Hoagie Haven. Anytime <laughs> we go to Princeton, she'll look uh -huh. at me and she'll say, can we go to Hoagie Haven? Can we go yeah. to Hoagie Haven? I'm like, yeah, babe, we can go to Hoagie Haven. So if I'm calling a game there, if I go back for a reunion or whatever, uh -huh. what do you think, by the way, is it about it that's so good? I, I think the bread is a big the portion bread. of it. The, the bread's a big deal, and they have their own little oil vinegar mix. Like, I used to just get half a number eight, half the roast beef, and just their straight-up oil and vinegar mix and the spices that they use is is some magic in there. But as always with a sandwich, it's proportions, Ross. It's like you need just the right amount of lettuce and not too much to overwhelm. The tomatoes better be thin, right? It's like just the right amount of um, meat with the cheese. It, it, it must be made with love, and those ornery old men at Hoagie Haven have always made sandwiches with love. <laughs> they are ornery. It's a great point. We'll get back to that a little bit later because I want to tell you about my order and we can talk about Hoagie Haven. We do have my buddy Mike Fisher from 105.3, the fan in Dallas. Literally nobody in the world is a better authority on the Cowboys or covers them closer than Fish. Does a tremendous job. Uh, Mike, always good to talk with you. It's Ross, as usual. I've got Matt Spiegel from Chicago filling in for Dave. Thanks for coming on the show. I'll start with this. You've been covering this team a long time. Back-to-back -back losses. Where's your level of concern right now? Yeah, I think it's a real uh, evaluation of Dallas to say you're playing good teams and losing and you're playing bad teams and winning, and that formula won't work. There's plenty of bad teams in the NFL, but that kind of formula is how you end up 8-8. Eight and eight. And, of course, uh, Jason Garrett's critics talk a lot about how he's had a lot of 8-8s, eight and eights, and it's true, but in the last three years, they've had a lot of success here. Uh, they, they have a chance to turn it around, at least temporarily, because they play at the Jets. And then after that, the schedule gets about as challenging as anybody's in the NFL, including, obviously, the Eagles meetings. But in fairness to Dallas, the Cowboys haven't had particular struggles with the Eagles over the years. So uh, concern is real. Go clean it up. That's also a real possibility. What about what about and you can follow, by the way, Fish at Fish Sports on on Twitter. What about the fans out there? I know fans are not usually as rational as you are they still feeling okay about this, or are they starting to freak out? Well, the beauty of the Cowboy fan base is it's not different from any other fan bases, except for the fact, except for its its width and its breadth. There's there's more of them, and so that means there's more noise, or more anguish, or more happiness, more whatever. Uh, I th I think there's certainly a feeling among Cowboys Nation that even the people that like and admire Jason Garrett, and I count myself among those, I've been friendly with him for 27 years now, um, wonder if that, that you only get a certain amount of time. And by the way, the Joneses think the same thing. Otherwise, they would have given him an extension to begin this year. It's a it's kind of an open secret at the star. If the Cowboys under Jason Garrett this year don't have premium success, whatever that is, it doesn't have to be win the Super Bowl, but it's got to be maybe better than they've ever been under Garrett. 
then this hot seat uh, means a change in who's sitting in it. Jerry Jones this morning on 105.3 The Fan saying, oh, no, no, there's no hot seat. And Steven said it yesterday on The Fan. But in fact, in Dallas with the Cowboys, with a fan base that oftentimes, and I have uh, I have fun with this, they think Super Bowls are their birthright, that the hot seat is always hot. Ross, at the very beginning of training camp in Oxnard, the glory hole press conference, as I've come to call it, the kind of the State of the Union address from the Joneses, Jason Garrett's sitting right there next to Jerry. And a question comes in from a media colleague of mine sitting right next to me, talking about Jason's contract and the hot seat and whatever. And there was construction going on in Oxnard at the time. And Jerry cups his ear and he says, I, I, I can't hear the question. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the question. Those damn construction drills. He can hear the question. He knows the question. We just don't have the answer. Hey, hey, Mike, I, I got to ask you about the defense. I was expecting this linebacker crew to be terrific. And that was the most shocking part for me in watching the Packers and Aaron Jones just do whatever they wanted. Leighton Vander Esch especially had a, a, had a rough game. But with Jalen Smith as well, what's going on with that, that linebacker crew, specifically yeah, this perfect. past Sunday? First of all, it, it really was off to a good start. Those two kids and more, uh, Sean Lee and Joe Thomas. And the Cowboys think they have four guys who, who have star quality at linebacker. But certainly, and by the way, Leighton Vanderus was terrific in the 10-12 to 12 loss to New Orleans. But they did look lost last week. And they got blocked last week. And they couldn't get off blocks. And, you know, I still think the answer to everything that the Packers do to anybody when they do it successfully is the other Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe I'm a linebacker, and Ross, you can speak to this. Maybe I'm a linebacker that can't get off blocks because I'm worried about Aaron Rodgers. Maybe I'm a defensive tackle that's not making tackles on running plays because I'm worrying about Aaron Rodgers. It, it, he is, in Garrett's mind, statistically the greatest quarterback ever. Uh, Chris Richard, the uh, co-defensive coordinator here, thinks Aaron Rodgers is one of the three greatest quarterbacks of all time. And for those critics of Rodgers who think, yeah, but he's slipping. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I just got done watching him. He didn't look like he's slipping to me. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen anybody in NFL history, and we've been doing this a long time, who can turn what you think is going to be a sack, not only in, oh, he threw it out of bounds, smart play, or, oh, he dumped the ball for a three-yard gain, smart play. Aaron Rodgers turns sacks into touchdowns at a rate that is unprecedented, and he did that against them. Aaron Rodgers is amazing and has the ability to keep a defense at bay and really control the game. Does Dak Prescott deserve to be paid? And how much of the team's success this year is going to dictate whether that happens or not? You know, there's some people out there making uh, making numbers dance, I like to call it. You know how you can you take your partner and you can guide her wherever you want to the dance floor? We, we do that with, with numbers. Uh, one number that somebody threw out there, and it's getting a lot of uh, social media play, that Dak Prescott, since 2017, is only five and nine against winning teams. Well, wait a minute. What do you mean since, what, what happened in 2016? Did 2016 die? Uh, hmm. And and how how is that number contextually when it comes to other quarterbacks? So it turns out there's only three active quarterbacks in the NFL today that have winning records against winning teams. There's only three. So the fact that Dak Prescott doesn't go and beat up on winning teams does not make him unusually bad. It makes him normal. It makes him not Tom Brady, I believe, not Ben Roethlisberger, and I think the other one might be not Drew Brees. Those three guys, I believe, have winning records against winning teams. Nobody else does. That's the nature of 
why the other team wins. Uh, Dak Prescott, in terms of the dollars and cents, uh, I, I believe that Prescott was asking for 36 APY. I believe the Cowboys got above 30 APY. I still think a compromise is somewhere in the middle. But I don't think that every time Dak throws a touchdown pass, he looks up at Jerry and winks and says, that'll be another million. Nor do I think that every time he throws an interception, and boy, this team has been turnover plagued in these two losses, does Jerry and Steven get to look down in the field and say, okay, we're taking a million back. I don't think that's how contract negotiations work. Talking with Mike Fisher, follow him at Fish Sports on Twitter. Nobody has a better feel for what's going on at the Star and in Big D. You know, I know you mentioned Jason Garrett a little bit, Fish. What what do you think is legitimately the biggest concern that this team should have? You know, losing one game in New Orleans or even losing to Green Bay, it's not the biggest deal. But just what based on what you see, other than Jason Garrett, what do you think is the biggest legitimate issue with this team? I, I think if I have offensive line health here, I'm a lot less worried. And in addition to Tyron Smith with the ankle, um, you know, he was in a walking boot after the loss in New Orleans got hurt on that final series, of course, but he's now working out uh, on the sideline. So he's trying to come back this week after just missing one game with uh, with was labeled a high ankle sprain. Uh, Lyle Collins is the right tackle. And of course he sprained his knee in this Packers game, but the Cowboys are talking about him, you know, rubbing some dirt on it and taping an aspirin to it and going, you give me a healthy Cowboys offensive line, and you know, I think if I'm this fan base and this coaching staff, I'll take my chances. But my linebackers got to get off blocks. Uh, I've got to rack up sacks, which, by the way, not, not just pressures, because pressures are great, but they're not sacks. Uh, the Jets give up a million sacks. That can get fixed this week. And then I'd like my kicker to make some kicks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the offensive line play would be key because then, and the offensive line's health would be key because then Ezekiel Elliott can go, he should have run for 200 yards. Uh, against Green Bay and and turnovers and game script took that away from Dallas. Everything trickles down from offensive line play here. Hey, Mike, who's the best team in the NFC? Did you see the the, the 49ers do their thing last night? We started the show talking about them. I, I think Russell West, uh, Russell uh, Wilson, not Westbrook, Russell Wilson's got a, a lock right now early on the MVP. Maybe it's the Seahawks, but who in your mind is the best team in the NFC? Yeah, maybe it's a 16-team tie for first. <laughs> or last, <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson's scary, and and they've let they've unleashed him a little bit, and and he is certainly a guy. And listen, that's a program that's been doing this for a long time. Uh, the Saints program, and I don't mean to make it sound like it's college, but you, you know players change and times change, and yet the Seahawks program kind of remains the same under Pete Carroll and under Sean Payton in New Orleans, kind of remains the same. Uh, I, I think the Vikings are scary. I think the Eagles are scary. Uh, are we? Li- I'm surprised that the Falcons aren't scary. So uh, on and on we go, and, and we just saw what Green Bay obviously is capable of. Uh, Dallas is in that mix. There's no doubt in my mind Dallas is in that mix. There's enough bad teams to still beat up on, and there's enough good teams that Dallas is as good as. Finishing up here with Mike Fisher, who covers the Cowboys at Fish Sports. Last one, Fish, then we'll get you out of here. Uh, A lot of people got upset with me uh, from this tweet on Sunday when it was halftime. And they end up having yards. They end up scoring some points in the second half. So give them some credit. 
But, I mean, Fish, the first three weeks, all I heard was about boy wonder Kellen Moore and the greatest thing since sliced bread. And for six quarters, they had 10 points. 10 points against the Saints, zero in the first half against the Packers. Did, did people anoint him as the next big thing, perhaps a little too early? Well, and, and I'm a fan of him as a person, and he really might be. Ten years from now, we might be looking back and say, man, he's exactly like Bill Walsh. Ten years, not ten days. You don't get to be Bill Walsh in ten days. And so, yeah, as Bill Parcells once said, uh, put away the anointing oil. Uh, that's He's a good Catholic boy, so I understand what he's talking about. Ross, my guess is you know what anointing oil is. Am I right? Yes, I do. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, put away the anointing oil. Um, I, I've often said about offenses and play calling and, and uh, game design and all that, that there's nothing new under the sun. That Now, I, I re- recognize, and again, Ross, this is your department, not mine. I recognize I come up with the same alignment, and if I move my wide receiver three feet to the left, technically that's a different alignment. Agreed? It's different. It, it, it might cause the cornerback to have to line up different, and therefore it's a different play. But there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, coaching is still about inspiration and perspiration and time put in and a great deal of luck. The Cowboys could have used just this much luck in New Orleans and they would have won that game. Uh, the Dak Prescott touchdown pass to uh, Randall Cobb, you know, was five yards wide. If it's not five yards wide, we're not having that conversation. Now, there was no five yards wide necessarily in a game against Green Bay where you were kind of getting beat 31 to three for the bulk of it. But Kellen Moore called a heck of a play early in the game on the deep 70-yard touchdown pass to Amari Cooper. But Prescott threw it a foot behind Cooper, imperfected, and Cooper had it bounce off his hands. That was a that was a game-winning play call by Kellen Moore that didn't get executed. Maybe that thing changes the whole game in favor of Dallas, uh, or maybe Dallas needs to just go ahead and eat it. You kind of lost 31-3 to after just losing 12-10. to you got to check him out on Twitter, at Fish Sports. If you're a Cowboys fan, he does a terrific job. He's also all over 105.3, the fan in Dallas, always available on the radio.com app. Thanks so much, Fish, as always. Really appreciate it. Thanks, fellas. My pleasure. All right. There he is, Mike Fisher from 105.3, the fan in Dallas. You know, just listening to him and what he said about Cowboys fans, Kind of made me think a little bit, Matt, about Bears fans. Because Chicago has unbelievable sports fans. And I I know you got a good baseball background too, Matt. Would you say that Bears fans right now, I mean, I guess right now because it's football season, but is there more consternation about the state of the Bears or the state of the Cubs right now? Uh, it's a good question. They're both in a difficult spot in terms of what expectations have been and what reality appears to be. How about the fact that Mike Fisher didn't even get to the Bears when he was talking about the best teams in the NFC? He, what, he got like nine teams deep, I think, um, maybe eight teams deep and didn't even get to the Bears. These We spent the entire offseason, Ross, looking forward to that Thursday night game with Green Bay. Looking forward to the year. Here we go. Trubisky's uh, second year in the system. 
Here we go. His third year as a pro. This is uh, Matt Nagy 202 in terms of uh, after 101 last year. And Khalil Mack with a full uh, offseason and training camp. Roquan Smith with a full training camp. Here we go. And the defense has lived up. Now in trouble with Akeem Hicks hurt, but the defense for the most part has lived up. But that first night was such an unbelievable dud against Green Bay offensively. And then 10 days to sit in it and stew and feel bad about yourself and your team. And the most success they've had is either against Minnesota with Chase Daniel or against Denver when Matt Nagy dumbed down the system to make it easier for Mitch Trubisky, when he got in his ear more and closer to each snap to make it easier for Mitch Trubisky. So Bears fans are dealing with uh, the harsh truth that at the very least, the Bears took the wrong quarterback. At the very least, there's no doubt that they should have taken either Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. It's too early to call Mitch Trubisky a complete bust, but he's definitely third among those three. And, and they're not where we thought they would be. So the consternation, I think, is more about the Bears because it's starting to feel so similar, whether it's the Lovey Smith era or the Dick Duran era, or obviously, you know, Ditka heyday. It's like, boy, this defense is great. Wouldn't it be nice if we could get a quarterback? Boy, that would be nice. It's just so damn familiar, Ross. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I can only imagine that would be agony because if they had either Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, they'd be oh. as good as anybody. I mean, they would legitimately, I think, be up there as good and have as much of a shot as anyone. That That is that's rough. Kind of reminds me of hiring, Matt. Hiring can be rough. That's why my buddy Dylan Miskowitz, Cafe El Toro COO, he was looking for a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. So he switched to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted the job on ZipRecruiter. He was impressed by how quickly he had great candidate supply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. That's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it is no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter, get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ziprecruiter.com slash enter. That's ziprecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R, ziprecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Matt, I got to ask you one last quick one. Before we call it a show, did the Cubs do the right thing by moving on from Joe Madden? The complicated answer is yes. Um, there's a lot of blame to go around. 
Theo Epstein has failed at a lot of his big moves of late. Um, the scouting and development department has a lot of issues, but I, I think the world of Joe Madden got friendly with him, learned a lot about baseball from him over these past five years. But you know what he has as a manager is one gear, Ross, and it works with a young team. And the Tampa Rays were perpetually young by design because they didn't have the money to pay their guys. Um, and it worked with this team uh, a few years back. But this team, this batch needs somebody to energize them, to light a fire. And I'm not just talking about volatility. I'm just talking about a leader having other tools in his bag. And the best managers in baseball can get you going in a variety of ways, whether it was Bruce Bochy or it's Terry Francona or some of the greats of all time. And I, Joe will be in the Hall of Fame, and he should, but I think it was time to move on. And uh, they made the right play. Wow. All right. So he's a he's an Eastern Pennsylvania guy. He's from Hazleton. I'm from Reading. I, I got gotcha. I like my Joe Madden. He served his country. He played high school football. I I uh, I I just I can't believe that they did it. But you would know better than I. That music means that's it. Matt, thanks so much for filling in. Hey Ross, this was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks Joey and Steve and Mitch and everybody involved. Uh, this was really fun. Thanks Dave. All Let right, so until, until Matt fills in the next time, he will be on assignment. It's <laughs> a long assignment. Have a great everybody. <laughs> or Tuesday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.